Hi, and welcome to episode 5 of the Dirty Mark podcast. Uh, let's start with the Impact Wrestling news. And first up, AEW and WWE want to sign LAX. Uh, I get why AEW want them, because they are having amazing matches at the moment. They had great matches with the Lucha Brothers in Impact, and they had a great match just this week with um, the Rascals and Laredo Kid. I'll get into that later. Um, but WWE, what the hell would they do with LAX? I mean, they all the wrestlers they've had from Impact. They've ruined Joe, they've ruined EC3, they've ruined Bobby Roode, they've ruined Lashley. And what are they going to do? They're just going to be in the mid-card and do nothing. I mean, you've got the waters of pain in WWE that they're not doing anything with at the moment. Um, so, next. Uh, Ethan Page says that morale in Impact is better than ever. Um, he, Someone asked him how the morale was in the locker room at Impact, and he said that it was better than ever, that he thinks that people want to wrestle there more than they ever have, which is good to hear, especially when they, you've got AEW coming up, you've got WWE, so, that's good. He also said that he heard they're getting a new TV deal, which is going to be better than their current one, which is not going to be difficult, and leads on to the next story. Uh, apparently, Pursuit has been dropped by AT&T and DirecTV in the US, which is where they broadcast Impact Wrestling. Um, I'm going to refer to what... Um, ah. Ethan Page said uh, he said if you can't watch it on Pursuit then why don't you watch it on Twitch Uh, a lot of people watch stuff on Twitch they watch gaming on Twitch so why not watch wrestling on Twitch Uh, I personally watch the Impact Wrestling Twitch channel and think it's great you just want to watch some wrestling from Impact and you don't really care what the match is you're not looking for anything particular it's great it's just like a 24-7 from their video library. And you get a lot of really, really good matches. It's not just the early stuff. There's some modern stuff too. So, I would say if you have a Twitch account, watch them on Twitch. I believe it's twitch.tv forward slash impact wrestling. And if you have Twitch Prime, why not give them a free sub? Help support the cause. Uh, now let's get into this week's review of Impact Wrestling. I didn't think it was a terrible show. I didn't think it was a great show. I thought there was a lot wrong with it. Um, it opened up with the North versus the Deaners. It was good to see the North get a win after their horrible booking recently. I think it should have been more of a squash match, given how strong Ethan Page and uh, the walking weapon are. It should have been a squash match. I mean, the Deans are just coming across as the Bushwhackers meets the APA. And Cousin Luke, or Cousin Jake, see, that's how much they come across as the Bushwhackers, Cousin Luke. Cousin Jake should be a singles wrestler. And Cody Dean, fuck off, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Then you had the Tyre Valkyrie and Rosemary promo. Oh, God. Entire is just... 
everything Tyler does is horrible. And her gimmick is horrible. And what's she supposed to be? A 30-something college girl. Like, oh my god, this is so awful. I hate having to come here and talk to you. Oh. And then in the ring, she's awful as well. Rosemary was pretty good. It wasn't her best work. It certainly wasn't the level of some of the promos she did for Decay. But it was okay. And then that led into the match of Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary versus Havoc and Zoo Young. Which was okay. It was alright. Havoc should have been destroying everyone. Because that's what she does everywhere else. And they've... I've noticed this and I haven't mentioned it for a while. What the hell happened to the booking of Sue Young? I mean, she went from being almost invincible to being a regular knockout. I mean, you had pretty much everybody in the knockouts division trying to take the title off of Sue Young and failing miserably. At one point, like, she was holding the title for far too long. And now, one punch and she's rocked. Whereas when she debuted on Punch and she would scream at the person and then hit them back. And also the undead bridesmaids seem to have vanished somewhere. Um, Rosemary was good in the match. Um, Tyre was Tyre. I thought it was a wasted opportunity that thumbtacks got thrown down and everyone was like, ooh, thumbtacks, and then they didn't get used. And at the end you had James Mitchell coming out, like telling everyone not to fight each other and not really doing it effectively, which made him look weak, which is really weird for James Mitchell, because normally he is like the guy who is in control of every situation. So seeing him being booked as weak and barely being able to control Havoc and Sue Young just seemed weird. Less so for Havoc. Um, and then you had the Ace Austin and TJP promo. And I really like Ace Austin. I've been quite vocal about this that I like Ace Austin. I think he's a great wrestler. I just think he sucks at promos. And TJP is not a lot better. Although I must admit, I did like TJP's uh, shot at 205 Live when he said he'd been tied up in a basement for the last three years. Um, but I thought their match last week was pretty disappointing. Yeah, it's a bit of a squash match, which Ace Austin deserved better. I mean, he had some good moves, but they were clearly trying to show off what a high-flyer TJP is, which is kind of like you're preaching to the choir. I mean, they were saying that he was there and he'd been playing as Manic before he left. You're like, well, if you know Manic, then you don't need to tell us. Uh, you don't need to show us that he's a high flyer. We know. And to everyone else, you can just give him a really good close match with Ace Austin and showcase both of them, rather than shitting on all the work you've done building up Ace Austin and then giving TJP uh, like a showcase. It's stupid. And they also need to make TJP come back as manic. You could even do something along the lines of uh, Finn Balor, where like he can get beaten down and beaten down, and he can't beat the heel, so he has to come 
out as manic. That would actually work really well, I think. Uh, and then you had Johnny Bravo doing a promo with the referees in the back. And oh god, just make it stop. Just make, just take Johnny Bravo off TV. I mean, use that guy like, I'm not, uh, I'm not Johnny Impact's little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get shown it as it every week. Oh yeah, I'm carrying the X. Show him the X, Johnny. Ah, here's the X. That's stupid. I mean, it's better than if they've got Ty Valkyrie to fill that role, but it's still bad. Um, then you had Falabar versus Sammy Callahan, which was a great match. And they were both really, really good. Um, but you wouldn't really expect anything less from Falabar and Sammy Callahan. I'm really glad they're starting to move away from using Fala as comic relief. And he's better than that. A lot better than that. And I think he's been proving it lately. Um, yeah, and Sammy Callahan. Which, and he was good. He was Sammy Callahan. He puts on good matches all the time. He's kind of like the singles version of. LAX. Like you can put him in there with everyone, anyone, and he puts on a good match. Um, and then you had Sammy Callahan versus uh, OVE and Tessa Blanchard. Which was... You know what? I didn't like it. Despite the fact I've been saying how good they've been doing women's wrestling. Uh, intergender wrestling, sorry. I mean, it was good. The booking was wrong, but it was also right. But you have Sammy Callahan doing exactly what he would have done to a male wrestler, which is what you want. You know, he was being a dick. The problem is, why do you get Sammy Callahan to do it? Sammy Callahan's a dick to everyone. He gets, he's a dick to all of the faces. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's even been a dick to the rascals, who, eh. And even LAX give them respect. Which is somewhat undeserved, but anyway. However, you don't need to give Sammy Callahan heat. I mean, if you'd... You could have put Ace Austin in there. That's a guy who is trying his damnedest to come across as a heel and kind of getting there. I mean, like, he's being a bit of a douche, but he's not doing anything really heel-worthy. I mean, if you got him to, like, magic up that cane that he does and smash it over Tessa Blanchard's head, he would have nuclear hot heat. Because no one would expect it from him, because he's just kind of a... I don't know, he's almost a tweener at the moment. Like, he's not really doing anything really heelish, but the fans like him, so he's kind of a face as well. But then he has a go at TJP, who's a fan favourite. So, it's just really confused booking with Ace Austin. He, he could have done with the heat in the Tessa Blanchard thing. Um, and then you had uh, LAX and Laredo Kid versus the Rascals. Which, 
I thought was the match of the night. And this was, you could have put this on a pay-per-view and nobody would have been disappointed. Um, I'm kind of concerned about the health and well-being of Laredo Kid after he fell from the top rope onto the ring apron. And then you didn't see him afterwards. I think he possibly is dead. Um, it was really nice afterwards when you've seen LAX like getting up. And they kind of nodded and applauded to the rascals. I mean, I've said it for a long time. I don't think the rascals are a great tag team. But, my God, they are trying. I mean, they are fucking putting it out there. And they are having good match after good match. Um, it's, it's weird. It's like They are good singles wrestlers. Individually, they are great singles wrestlers. But I think Impact are kind of highlighting the problem that the Rascals have, where they're arguing over, well, there's three of us, but only two of us are in the tag team, and you're kind of like on the outside. And I think it's Wentz is there going like, no, I should be in the matches. And you had this argument afterwards where they were like, well, I'm gonna, I got the win, so I should be in the match at Slammiversary. And you're like, oh, no, 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 but we're the tag team. Yeah, but I got the win. And then they're having a three-way, which would be incredible because they're all great singles wrestlers. And the loser is not going to Slammiversary. Which is... I mean, you've got Wentz and Desmond Xavier and that other guy. I mean, you should probably have Wentz and Desmond Xavier. I mean, for me, you can't not have Desmond Xavier at Slammiversary. He's the headliner of that tag team. You know, he's like the Bret Hart, uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, and I'm not slacking off of Jim Neidhart. I was a huge fan of his back in the day, but he was no Bret Hart. Um, but yeah, this match was great. Uh, good pace, good wrestling, good match. And you follow that up with the bullshit that was Kira Hogan and Madison Rain. It was just eh. I mean, I don't buy Kira Hogan as a heel. I mean, she's whiny. You know, you have her. Like, oh, we're not a sisterhood. We're all bitches. And we're all out to beat each other. Oh, shut up. That is not the action of a heel. A heel does not complain about the way things are. I mean, a heel would go up and punch Madison in the face during her promo. Or attack her. Not just kind of, oh, you think you're so great? I mean, she's at the same level of heel as Tyre Valkyrie. Which, to be honest, you could have... If you want to make... Kira Hogan a heel. You get her to team up with Ty Valkyrie because they're kind of the same level of heel. And you give her the storyline that they've given to Rosemary. You could still have a feud with Havoc and Rosemary, which is so clearly going to happen. And it's going to be great. You've got two great women's wrestlers that are going to have a feud. And you've got the smaller, more athletic, probably more technical, I would say. Rosemary, who's going to be against Havoc, who's just a bulldozer. So you're going to have great matches there. But you could have the like real driving force of it being Kira Hogan attacking Havoc and Sue Young. And maybe having them go, well, Rosemary, that's your friend. We're going to have a feud with you. 
and Sue Young being, ah, I've done this, I'm bored, I'm not doing that. You go have that, have it. Still would be better booking than what they're doing right now. Um, Kira Hogan, like, this isn't a sisterhood. Yeah, well, you were in a Twitter pic with all the knockouts saying what a united, lovely locker room it is. So, bullshit. And then it ended on the Cage and Elgin promo, which I thought was just a car crash. And you had Brian Cage come out and uh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm the champion, I don't care if I'm medically cleared. Then you had a doctor come out who Brian Cage flapjacked. Well, that's a heel move. And then you had Michael Elgin come out and attack him uh, from behind which is kind of a face move I mean, from behind it's not the best if you and I don't think they're trying to make them I don't think they're trying to pull a switcheroo and make Cage a heel and Elk in a face that would be awful if they did do that and Brian Cage is going to be a shit heel and he's got the look for a heel but I mean then you're just making the guy that's your Brock Lesnar into Brock Lesnar we don't need that. No one wants to see full-time Brock Lesnar. You want Brian Cage. He's a badass. So yeah. So they had the role reversal of Cage doing heelish things and Elgin doing faceish things. And what's the point? They're not those things. Um, and then you had Elgin doing a bunch of power bombs on cage which was good I liked that you know target the back even though he really only had sciatica according to impact that's fine trying to hide the fact he's been wrestling all over Europe it's all good um, but then you had him put through a table and then you had a bunch of referees standing around him who were throwing up X's and for a moment I was worried and then you seen Michael Elgin cutting a promo and you're like, no, that's no. They've done the fake X thing, haven't they? Which I really, it's my, out of everything in professional wrestling, that's the thing I have the biggest problem with, the fake X's. Because the X is there for a reason. And yeah, I know that the wrestling business doesn't like fans knowing what's happening. And like their little tricks and secrets. But the X is a big thing. The X means this guy's legit injured, we need help. And then they're throwing up X's and saying, get paramedics, get doctors. And it's like, oh shit, has he really hurt himself? Because his head was really close to the concrete. And then you see him get up, like five minutes later, which is just bullshit. Um, so yeah, I just think it's in poor taste. You get cheap drama, but at the expense of poor taste. Um, and you had Michael Elgin who was going to powerbomb Don Callis and got stopped by Brian Cage. And probably he should have been stopped by Josh Matthews. I mean, Josh was a wrestler. And I know Don Callis was a wrestler a million years ago, but Josh was a wrestler more recently. He should have jumped in and been like, don't, don't, don't. And then you have Cage getting up. Although, I didn't like how Cage got up either. Because, I mean, you've got durability, and like they can take a beating and keep going. 
and then you've got supernatural powers and this just felt more like supernatural powers I mean if you'd had if you've got rid of all the fake eggs and all the bullshit and just maybe have him put Brian Cage through the table and then grab Don Callis or have Don Callis yell stuff at him and then he drags Don Callis over the announce table and Don Callis like yeah, I'm going to fire you like he did and he's like you're going to fire me and then puts him ready for the Elgin bomb and then you have Brian Cage grab him and turn him around and they fight would have been better booking because it's more like him just shrugging off being put through a table which goes with his machine thing whereas they were more going towards the he's actually Wolverine thing which is I'm so glad they buried that gimmick and I'm glad that gimmick only lasted a few weeks because that was just awful and then they ended the show with Michael Elgin and Brian Cage punching each other and then just faded that to black which is never a satisfying ending and it's like well good there was literally no resolution there it started out with them fighting and it finished with them fighting and no one had the upper hand great build for Slammiversary you're going to need to do something better on the go home show so that was my review of this week's Impact and all the Impact news um, thanks for watching and listening and we'll see you next week uh, you can contact us on the Dirty Mark on Twitter or look for the Dirty Mark podcast on Facebook and we'll see you next week bye